0: The one infinite creator
1: experiences itself through manifesting parts of itself or holons of itself in infinite variety and in infinite ways. And we are incredibly <clears throat> privileged to awaken to this fact. That creation is the creator in manifested form. And our one response to this holy and holistic reality is gratitude. Gratitude and love returned. So we are sitting here today gathering in gratitude and in love and in unity, which is diversity maintained and protected by love. And we ask that the One Infinite Creator emerge in this conversation in new and expected ways that serve love's own becoming so that we can see ourselves See our other selves and see creation with an expanded mind and heart. Amen.
0: Amen. That was really lovely. Thank you, Doug. Hey, everybody. Um, part two of
2: our conversation last week, um, talking about psychedelics for healing and for spiritual the tool for spiritual evolution. Um, Troy, thank you for having us start today by having everyone introduce themselves to say a little bit. I can really feel everyone. Um, it feels really nice going into a, facilitating a conversation, being able to feel feel everyone that I'm talking to. Um, that, that's uh, sometimes tricky on Zoom. Um, <clears throat> the significance of psychedelics, uh, you know, in a group that, that that we the main thing we share in common is uh, the law of one. Um, I wouldn't know you all if uh, if it wouldn't have been for the change in trajectory that was um, initiated by my
0: communing with these sacred medicines. And so. Um, <clears throat> And so with that, I'll share my screen Up in the way. <laughs> There we go. All right. This is the right one. Yeah. All right. So, just like last week, I I really appreciated everyone
2: uh, contributing and participating. One of the things that we learned last week is um, the majority of everyone in the group has. done psychedelics at least some um and it was so great to have so many people contribute and give their perspectives as well and so let's do let's do more of that so here again are some of the things that i have have put together uh, to guide our conversation
0: uh, we can talk a little bit about the actual experience. What's, it, what's, what's the experience like?
2: Um, I think it will be an interesting topic if we'd like to talk about what people talk, call bad trips. Um, also, I could give some examples of maybe some differences that I see, the kinds of experiences that I see between the different medicines.
0: Um, and then also these medicines aren't for everybody and so to talk a little bit about what we see is uh, a fit is a fit and then as another
2: possibility i can share a little bit of a uh,
0: personal curriculum and some of my own experience that has uh, has been super interesting for me, and then we can talk about if we have time. Uh, I don't know. I don't think we will. But we can talk about integration a little bit. What does it mean you know, if the, these medicines are truly? Uh, I hear so many spiritual teachings, channeled and otherwise, or, or we'll just just talk about channeled spiritual teachings around. These medicines are for orienting us to a reality that we can then start to access without the medicines. And so integration is one of the main tools that, that we do for that. All right, there's the possibilities. So um, you know, psychedelics aren't the only healing path. So many people reach communion with with God and the Newmanists through meditation, through Kundalini, the four yogas, which I might be able to name them: Bhakti, Jnana, um, Karma, and no more. Anyway, uh, so so who who are who's a good fit? who actually is a good fit. I think what I moved to the very top of the list is the you know, importance of being ready to release an
2: aspect or aspects of yourself. A lot of times, this is something on the subconscious. I encounter quite a few people
0: when I'm out and about end up talking about psychedelics. And I can feel they're just not,
2: it's not something that they would entertain. And if they start to say something about that, usually they will say something about losing control.
0: And, um, which is legitimate. It's per- perfectly fair. It's a choice you get to make. I think
2: what's underneath that, because I do meet some people
0: that appear to be suffering and would, would characterize that they are experiencing some suffering and don't consider this a possibility for them. And I think that
2: at a deep level in their subconscious, there's a knowing that they would have to give up part of themselves, that it's going to start to challenge some of what they identify with or some aspect of themselves. And they're
0: just a no to that, you know, which is which is uh, a legitimate choice. On the flip side of things, a lot of times I will hear people who are surprised at
2: how open they are that, I can't believe I'm interested in this. You know, I've, I'm very uh, conservative, but for some
0: reason I'm feeling like uh, curious about this. And Then a <laughs> the category that describes me uh in 2015 is I was just desperate to heal. I had kind of written off you know, my Catholicism much earlier in my life. I didn't have a lot of patience,
2: probably even for much spirituality. But 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 I was desperate to heal. And um, you know, and for me, I've said this before, probably last week, you know, all my healing has come through spirituality. And a lot of times here's something like, you know, just giving up on figuring it out. I've, I've, I've I've realized I'm not going to figure it out in this lifetime on the way I'm going. I'm just,
0: I'm not going to figure it out myself. Sometimes I see people who are super assimilated in their, their um, calcified in the mindset of, you know, success is being rich and famous. Um, And so I think
2: people who are super calcified in that space,
0: these medicines, have a powerful ability, a good day, to help someone see outside of that.
2: And then the last thing I would say is some people it's not about healing from depression. It is feeling a calling that there's something available to them that they're feeling called towards. A
0: lot of times these are people who have a connection of spiritual intuition already. And so that's, that's, um, that's a little bit of a sense of that. And any anybody have any thoughts around that or their own, something that I left off? All right, I'm gonna go on. Leon, I think uh there's people that um just want kind of it's not that they're desperate, but they want to kind of maintenance medication. When the regular psychotropics have not worked well, uh, not that a, would that be a category to consider also? Um, sure. Yeah, I think that's a, a way of looking at it. I, I, uh, yeah. yeah I, 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 I think for me, and re- reflect back how this lands for you. For me, to really go deep and commune deeply with these medicines is um, the phrase that popped in my head is almost putting yourself on the altar. And so it's, uh, it feels like the willingness to I guess, I think I know what it is. For me, it's like more of a,
2: on a good day, you're receiving something that's going to shift you permanently. But you're right, though, for sure, that most people are not one and done, or even two and done, or three and done. That if, it truly, if it's a healing modality for you, a lot of people will come back periodically, even if it's once a year.
0: I was thinking like microdosing kind of things. Oh... I got you. I got you. Sure. Yep. I get that. And so, how about, you know, is it describable? Um, <laughs> the first thing
2: is, I would say, is sometimes it is. And sometimes it's, you know, it's the ep- of ineffable. It's like you get oriented into a realm or an experience of something that when you come back, when you reorient back into the physical world, you can barely bring it all back. The orientation is so foreign that once you orient back here, it doesn't apply.
0: It it doesn't translate. Sometimes there's a residue. Something really happened, I'm not sure. and so
2: I wanted to talk about some of the things that people talk about sometimes with psychedelics, like uh, hallucinations.
0: I think hallucinations is really a bit of a misnomer because it connotates thinking that you're experiencing something that you're not. And I don't, I don't know
2: that I've heard stories of people doing taking medicine and then thinking that they're actually, you know, riding a unicorn or thinking, you know that you're having a psychedelic experience. You're not, you're not confused about what's going
0: on. You're being guided through a journey, but you know that you're being guided through a journey.
2: Sometimes you can be in a dreamlike state But unlike a dream, sometimes
0: you know, you know how you got there. If that makes sense. Sometimes with some medicines, it's just clarity. It's not psychedelic at all. It is a grounded connection to the power and the wholeness of the self. that is just clear it's clarity that sometimes i witness especially with someone that
2: i know that i've never seen that level of clarity that energetically coming at
0: me when when they're when they're speaking and sometimes it's an introduction to being experiencing god's love and being held by god and be introduced to love beyond what you thought before was even possible. And sometimes it can feel like channeling,
2: like you're receiving downloads. Sometimes it can be like word for word, like you're receiving exact like an unfolding of something like it's being carefully handed to you and sometimes things drop in and
0: the whole download comes in as an experience or knowing like, uh, like a transcendental knowing it you
2: didn't have it until right then it was given to you and now it's in you
0: but it came and it was something that you didn't have before that And then sometimes it can be very difficult.
2: It can be a very uncomfortable experience. Sometimes it can feel like
0: you're gonna die or like you're dying. And even sometimes it can feel like hell. Um. And so I'll not say anything more about that. And sometimes it can be scary. And so... I'll say more about that in a second. I have a whole slide on, on having uncomfortable trips. Any thoughts about those? Or additions? I feel like we're going to need a week three. <laughs> I couldn't see who that was. <laughs> that was a good. That was Noah. <laughs> <laughs> Good one.
3: Hey, hey Leon, I have a question. Um would you say that there like I've heard that people say that to a degree like the the experience you are yourself like feeding the experience. And so if you start to give into a, oh this is a bad trip and you're you know, in a fearful way, it like that gives into it. But if you kind of calm down and just say, okay, what is this maybe even bizarre uh, vision right now? What is it telling me if I don't fear these fairies that just turned into great big lions are going to sit and talk with me. It's like like you are feeding and directing the entire experience. So if you're feeding more fear into it, more fear you get. Have you heard that or is that true? I think that's very true. I think that
2: um, sometimes you'll get into a state where it doesn't feel like you have control, where you feel like it's happening to you. Sometimes a good facilitator can help you to
0: um, regain perspective and realize that you do have purview over the experience that you're having. I've personally had experiences where I was unable to find a way to become comfortable in the experience. And, um, I could could be a whole discussion in and of itself whether, if there was the right facilitator there
2: working with me, if perhaps there was, but as, you know, as I'll talk about a little bit, and then if we want to go
0: into bad trips, is um, I really do think that sometimes the lessons come through, the discomfort and the experience. I don't think all the experiences are supposed to be positive.
2: One of the things that I notice is since I usually work with people who are getting introduced to the medicines for the first time or one of their first times, or at least the first time in a therapeutic setting, I
0: very rarely run into folks who have any kind of prevalent, very uncomfortable experience. Yes. Yeah,
4: sure. i'd like to add to the um element of being guided because no matter time place or substance i've always felt like i got exactly what i needed from the session um and it was clear it wasn't just like oh that was cool it was like no there was a particular thing that was shown or understood and so i've always felt like there and it's incredible actually because to, no matter what there was always that was predominant exactly what i needed from that situation so that i think there's a divine intelligence definitely in the plant medicine but no matter what like any any time i've done it there feels like there's that guidance there with me
2: and that includes have you had some uncomfortable situations or uncomfortable experiences?
4: Only once did I have a very slightly, slightly uncomfortable, maybe a, a two on a scale to one to 10. Most has been very, very positive for me.
0: Yeah, right on. Yeah, and just just to reiterate one thing
2: that Fred said is, I think the ability to be curious
0: and face and not run from what you are experiencing is probably the main path to completing that and or that thing that's scary or like monstrous to dissolve or turn in, for that lion to turn into a kitty cat. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for that, Shay. Sure. And so, and we had this idea of bad trips and um, really, you know, in, 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 in the world that I
2: am in, I don't think there are any bad trips. I think there's uncomfortable trips. And now if your intention for taking one of these medicines is to have fun or to, uh, do it for recreational purposes, and then you end up having an uncomfortable experience. Yeah. Then I guess
0: you could say it was a bad trip. But if you, if your intention is to, to heal and grow and you accept the fact that an
2: uncomfortable experience is part, is oftentimes part of that healing and growing. It's only not a bad trip,
0: just an uncomfortable one. Um, sometimes it can take the form of nausea. I think nausea is, is a hallmark of resistance sometimes. Um, the feeling of dread, um, something being scary. Like I said before, getting into
2: a mindset that feels like hell.
0: You know, the visual sometimes is all, you know, like burning in hell. I don't think that's really the way people usually experience it, but they, you know, for me one time it was spiraling down and then I'll have an experience at this level
2: and then I would spiral down one level lower and then I would realize that the, the level that I was at just before, was actually better than this hell. This hell is worse than that hell, and then it would spiral down again. And then, in that mindset, it was going to go on forever. Like it was never. I was never going to get. You know, that was my version of having that experience. Of course, on that day, I wasn't practicing what I was preaching, and I was doing a medicine that um, it
0: wasn't a good idea for me to be doing it myself, and I didn't have a facilitator, and uh, it was a it was a bad idea. Someone saying something. I thought I heard something. So yeah, oftentimes attributed to resistance, like Fred was saying. That resistance is the most common way, because oftentimes it's very common to be
2: shown stuff that we've been avoiding for a long time. Um, that, that's one of the one of the significant healing modalities. But then also one of the things I wanted to to to, to bring up in this slide too, Ra, Ra we we talked a little bit about what Ra says last week, and Ra said, you know, he cautions
0: about when you open these, when you create these channels, what you're opening to
2: is sometimes not what you were hoping to open up to. And it may be, in Ross words, a being who may or may not wish to serve.
0: And sometimes the way I've experienced that is I receive a teaching where parts of it seem resonate with me, but then it'll be something that might have an appeal but it just feels a little bit off. And the energy of it sometimes can feel just darker. And maybe, you know, not not for the all. And I've had some very
2: interesting experiences like that, where I almost felt like at least while I was in that journey, <laughs> I almost got converted
0: to a way of thinking that is not who I am. And so, you know, if, if, if I'm, if my story, if my understanding of it is legitimate, then, then yeah, I, I, I can vouch for what Ross says. I think coming through that and facing that and
2: being tempted by it in a way you could say it was almost a temptation because of my ability to ultimately see through it was a powerful experience and
0: fortified, fortified my, my own constitution, if you will. And I guess I said this earlier, sometimes I, 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 I do think that the lesson is in the
2: discomfort. I think that in the medicine sometimes when you are in a place that's really uncomfortable and you can't find a way out,
0: your ability to make peace with it and be with that discomfort is a powerful teaching. In the real world, so
2: often we use distraction or any vice when we're feeling to discomfort. Feeling discomfort can kind of shift us out of
0: it temporarily. I don't want to face that. There's something wanting to be looked at and it doesn't feel good. And so it's easier
2: just to distract in a medicine session. Sometimes you don't have a choice. It's, it, it, it holds it in front of you and you, there's no way out.
0: And so that can be really powerful, though not fun.
1: Leon, uh, may I just give mm-hmm. a little example of on that real quick? Cause you're hitting mm-hmm. on something real important. I've never done, um, Mushrooms or anything like that, no psychedelics. But three years ago, we did a COVID trip, uh, vacation, and I bought some pot secretly and, uh, had run 10 miles at 12,000 feet without drinking much. So I think my body was prepped for having a psychedelic trip upon pot. <laughs> through, like, dehydration and... But um, what ended up happening for me was... Uh, I-, I was taken to the lower shadow side of myself, and the way it emerged through imagery was um, hell realms, and it was absolutely hell realms, and the burning... It wasn't as... F- it, the, the burning, I felt, took the imagery of fire But the burning itself was actually shame, guilt, and uh, overwhelming despair. Like there was a negative, like there was a spiritual gravity, a black hole that sort of pulls me forward and down. And it was more and more despair and, you know, abandon all hope kind of mentality. Um, And and the the facticity, like it was just, there's no other way to imagine life having hope in it. So you might as well just give it all up because whatever you've ever done has always been for the sake of faking it because the truth is is you are absolutely screwed. That was, I was going forward and then I thought to myself, I didn't have a facilitator of course, but I thought to myself, okay, um, I know from my psychological and spiritual work that This is a trajectory as real as it is. It's an illusion nonetheless. And I became simply curious about what are the the bandwidths of consciousness that I'm not seeing right now. And at that moment, that freed me enough to be able to say a a prayer before the words weren't even, it didn't even occur to me to pray for help because it was like, there's no point. And then when I prayed, um, It might have been the Our Father or it might have been, I don't know, something along those lines. And immediately what happened as an overlay, like water upon oil, uh, a new bandwidth of consciousness um, mirrored exactly the, the speed that I was going down. And this one was a golden, diamond, white realm where there was angelic beings. And here, it wasn't the peace and bliss that you might... Uh, think of in terms of heaven. Here it was; it all belongs. Um, it, like the hell realms are all a part of this. So the actual feeling of it was total inclusion of it all, where the shame and guilt and whatever it is, whether it's my own or it's humanity's, is held together with the f- the pure glory of wholeness. And, like, from that perspective, there is no fear or one doesn't abandon hope because the, if you've already seen death and experienced it, then one has no, th- nothing left to fear. Wholeness includes it all. So that and then what I would do is I had to concentrate and stay on here, even though I still felt the shame down here. I stayed on the tra- trajectory. So I just want to say to you that you are saying something that is also my experience and it's also the experience of our everyday life. When we have negative thoughts, in some ways we can choose to overlay them on top and be curious about all the thoughts that we're not experiencing right now because we're so mired down in the negativity and then we'll find that there'll be a parallel track. So thank you. it's a little bit long winded. I'm sorry, but I just wanted to share that. That was perfect. Thank you for all of
0: that. That was so good. Um, yeah. Yeah. What a great share. Um, well, the part of the power of these medicines is the degree of immersion. And you
2: can be immersed. Like I said earlier, you can experience being held in God's love in a way that is just indescribable, but also if what you're being immersed in is something like a hell realm. It's, I, 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 I couldn't characterize it as well as Doug did, but, but like, you know, like there's no use, like it's it feels so true
0: that I'm this screwed eternally, it feels true.
2: And yet yeah, your your intuition that kicked in showing your spiritual maturity and your ability to navigate out of that
0: uh, is, is is you know says a lot. All right. All right. Anybody else wanna talk about about the hell realms
3: or should we ascend from the hell realms um i just have a a quick one um this was under well with ayahuasca it was really intense and it was very really scared at that point in time and at that time i realized that i was having schizophrenia like some of my clients had had and so i put it in that that uh, that thought that, hey, this is what that, these people had to deal with all the time. Wow. And I'm just dealing with it now. That helped me grow out of it. And then I'd also done enough exercising with ayahuasca to, to just send love. And it got me out of that. So that's quick, but it was uh, real intense. It, it didn't seem right. so quick. <laughs> Did it help you?
2: I think it did, I think. Understand it better what your your patients go through, like what they experience.
3: Right, yeah, it, it, it just gave me a more uh, understanding of what they go through to the extent that I could understand what they go through. So it was, uh-huh. it was real helpful from that and I was able to get myself out of it because I really had done some testing uh, before I took the ayahuasca. What's gonna come up, how are you gonna deal with it?
0: so Mm. it's helpful that way yeah nice yeah thanks so much for that
2: and i did have one more bullet i didn't realize i had you know these 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 experiences are big experiences and from my from my life experience anytime i willingly step into a big experience whether it's one of these things or going to burning man uh Stepping into a big experience, stepping into the
0: unknown, it seems like it's always got the possibility of some combination of expansion and contraction as part of, as part of the experience. So. I can talk a little bit about the, the modalities between the
2: medicines, kind of how each medicine might have some strengths or
0: a tendency to be a certain way. Um, I just have a few here. MVMA, for example,
2: not usually very psychedelic. It doesn't have a tendency to challenge you at out of your ego it allows you to
0: stay. Uh, for, you don't get 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 challenged there, but it
2: seems to be able to on a good day elevate your perspective above where fear can reach. And from that standpoint, that fear entangled mindset and all of the aspects of ourselves that can get triggered and like. Cause us to look away because that's not, that's scary. And that's, you kind of get above all that and the clarity that you can see there, that people can see there can
0: be a super powerful healing space to be in. Um, not to say, you know, I, I usually say that, you know, with, with mushrooms, which are so much more dynamic, typically than MDMA.
2: MDMA is a little bit more narrow modality. Mushrooms can be so much more
0: diverse in what you experience with them. But that said, you know, I, I had someone this weekend that pulled the eye shades off and her eyes were tearing. She said, I'm talking to God she shared a little bit of the questions that she's asking and what she was being told. And it was just, it was extraordinary. I mean, it
2: was just, here's someone, you know, a big, a big
0: part of our challenge embodied for so many of us is how whole we feel and the experience
2: of not feeling whole and feeling unsure about who we are, not knowing who we are, not knowing what we are and the wobbliness that that could create throughout our life experience. Here's someone that I experienced all of a sudden so solid and rooted in their
0: knowing. It was just extraordinary to witness that. Not only was she talking about, I'm talking to God. not only. Know it if you know, and she would say things like, "I know what I know what I need to do now," and but but the experience for me that was so powerful is just how solid she was, just so solid. It was truly beautiful. Um, and she wasn't disoriented at all. She was clear, like the, the clearest ever.
2: And so the quick example that I was going to give, or so many
0: could, could be given with psilocybin, but the, 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 the quick one that I just wanted to say, is one that I, I facilitated a session for last year. And once again, he came out, his eyes were teary, and he just said, he said, I have an autistic son who is nonverbal. He doesn't speak. And... All I've been doing is I've been having a conversation with him, this long, deep conversation
2: with him. He's telling me he's okay and he's telling me of his experience and the whys of his experience. And so
0: this, this man, I do have this immersive,
2: realer than real conversation with
0: his son who he had never had a conversation with, his 18-year-old son who he had never had a conversation with before. Um, just one of the things I was gonna say on ketamine, just to kind of draw a contrast, um, uh, ketamine can be very psychedelic, very, you know, it, it's, it's a disassociative and it One of the unique things about it is its ability to relax, relax you so totally and completely that you experience a level of calm that may not ordinarily be available to you given all the layers of, um, trauma, worry, regret, all that, that stuff that you become so in a rut with
2: and the gift of the med- that medicine can be just to feel your entire
0: nervous system just completely completely okay Um, it's 859 y'all any thoughts about any of that before we wrap like I said we're gonna need a week three
4: I'm with Noah. <laughs> we have there's a lot more to go through. <laughs> On the boat with Noah.
1: <laughs> Shay?
4: I really want to hear about the integration part. That feels super
0: important.
1: Shay, you had a comment? Yeah. yeah,
4: I do. On the ketamine, I'm just wondering, have you actually facilitated ketamine sessions yourself? I know that ketamine has become very popular as an adjunct to therapy to treat PTSD. Um and so I've I've met with people, talked to people who administer it, nurses, for example, and uh, it seems to do really good work that way. But but that's always more in the clinical setting. Have have you done that yourself or have any thoughts or experiences with ketamine? Yeah. I um
2: I got introduced to it in 2018 it was the first time. It wasn't one of the original medicines that I was uh, taught to use. Um, I got introduced to ketamine later and used it myself and realized it can be a really powerful tool in the toolbox. It has different characteristics than the other medicines. And um, then I started there were certain situations with certain people at certain times where those characteristics of that medicine became the one to do. And lo and
0: behold, there were really productive experiences. And so I've, um, I don't do it nearly as often, but I, I do, uh, find it a really powerful tool to have in the toolbox. The reason, <laughs> it's so
2: popular in clinics is because they can use it legally. That doesn't have to be underground. Mm-hmm. They're just using it off label. And um, some use S-ketamine, which is the um, uh, the S-isomer of ketamine that one of the pharmaceutical companies was able to find a way to get a patent on it. But um, my experience with S-ketamine is it's,
0: it's it just doesn't it's not a, it, it's not as helpful it doesn't it's not the same, and I was um in my one conf,
2: conversation that I got to have with with like you know if, if I have a hero, it would be Rick Doblin, uh, the founder of maps, the uh, multidisciplinary Association for psychedelic Studies. and I got to talk to him when he was here for South by Southwest a few weeks ago here in Austin and I don't think I fanboyed too, too bad I think i I kept it pretty calm, but, um, we ended up having a conversation about ketamine. And of course, Rick, you know, this, I shouldn't be surprised. He goes, Oh, Eli Lilly and I were doing ketamine back in the seventies. And we realized that S, that, that the S isomer ketamine isn't as good as just the, uh, racemic ketamine.
0: And so, um. <laughs>
4: He is just, way cool. I have to say, he's he's fascinating guy. Yep. Yeah. Well, thank you. I was just curious because I've never yeah. had so I'm I don't have any personal experience with it. I just know that, uh, for example, in Boulder where I was living, you know, a lot of stuff comes there pretty quickly and prolifically, and so that was being used in a lot of places around Boulder for therapy.
0: Right. On. Yeah. Thanks for that.